And here we go. Here we go on this Monday. I believe it's the 19th day of September 2022, 6 o'clock straight up. Uh, you're in the midst of Real Talk Memphis. Good to have you all with us. Uh, on WYXR 91.7 on your FM dial, it's hot. It's all that, that, that's, my, that's my beginning salvo. It's hot. Uh, when I drove in here, the real temperature was 96. The heat index is 101. This is just the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, of what is going to be a blistering three or four days uh, before things uh, start to cool down just a little bit on the first day of fall, which is Thursday, by the way. Uh, it, it sure won't feel like it. Uh, temperatures will be probably 100 degrees uh, and up the next uh, couple, three days uh, before things cool down. No rain in the forecast, but uh, I think we'll see temperatures uh, mid-80s, somewhere uh, maybe on Friday, uh, heading into the weekend. So, yeah, you know, there's something to look forward to, but right now it's just hot. So the hot weather rules apply, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, drink plenty of fluids, and, uh, uh, you know, if you don't have to be out in this intense heat, you know, wh- why go out and hang out, right? Just kind of keep yourself safe Check on your pets, check on the elderly, make sure everybody is doing okay. Speaking of, how's everybody doing this week? It's Monday. It's the beginning of a brand new week. I pray that you had a nice weekend because it was a nice weekend weather-wise out there. I hope you had a chance to enjoy yourself and I hope your Monday wasn't too bad uh, as well. So um, we're going to have a pretty good show tonight. You know, I'm always, I'm always uh, you know, semi uh, nervous about this show just to make sure that everything goes well for each and every one of you out there who might be listening to the broadcast. And speaking of, uh, for those of you who are interested in figuring out or finding out how you get this fine piece of radio broadcasting, yeah, a number of ways. Of course, we talked about 91.7 on your FM dial, which is live and local right now. You can also catch us on the WYXR app. Uh, we are on the TuneIn app uh, these are all live components. Uh, Facebook Live, we're on that tonight as well, uh, Facebook Live. And uh, we'll be uh, posting a bit later on to YouTube. And, of course, as we are a podcast, uh, when they post the show tomorrow, you can get it wherever you get your podcast. So now that we're clear on that, we're all you know on one accord. You know, all minds and hearts agree, or all hearts and minds agree, or however that goes. Anyway, uh, as I said, we have a pretty good show uh, for you tonight on its face. Uh, uh, County Commissioner District Ten, Brittany Thornton, will be our guest uh, later on in the show, uh, second half hour of the show. She's going to be talking to us. She's newly elected, and uh, of course, uh, I believe she is the actually the youngest member of the current county commission as is set up so we'll talk to her about uh why she decided to run uh and uh what she is looking forward to as this process moves along uh we should also be speaking with uh pursuit of god church pastor ricky floyd uh would be joining us he should be joining us in a few minutes uh you know fingers crossed there uh he's also a community activist uh, very big in the Fraser community and doing everything he can to try to help, uh, you know, make uh, life better for those folks in that particular part of town. And uh, we are going to uh, focus on uh, Hispanic Heritage Week. This Hispanic Heritage Week uh, started a couple of days ago, three days ago, as a matter of fact. Goes through October, and uh, we're going to have my my friend Talia Palacio is going to 
join me uh, a little bit later on. And, uh, of course, she also hosts the radio show here uh, at uh, WYXR as well. So uh, there's a lot going on tonight. Uh, We uh, hope to have a very good show. And, of course, very happy to have you with us this evening. Uh, So, by the way... um, if you are celebrating a birthday or you recently celebrated one or you have one coming up this week, this part of the program is for you because nobody does shout outs, birthday shout outs uh, anywhere in the city better than we do right here uh, at uh, Real Talk Memphis. Uh, we always like to celebrate another trip around the sun and we have a big list. So uh, let's get to it. But I have to say, hit it, Lola. Yep, a lot of folks, a lot of folks tonight, a lot of folks who are uh, celebrating birthdays. Let's get to it, shall we? Happy birthdays going out to Rosalind Withers. She's celebrating today. Rhonda Warner is celebrating a birthday as well today. Let's see here. Kenneth Vincent, happy birthday to you. Teresa Blackman celebrating. Reggie Johnson, happy birthday to you. Daryl Mickens, happy birthday. Nikki Taylor, Mr. Marshall, Demetrius Mays Graham celebrating today. Pamela James, it's your birthday. David Morgan, happy birthday to you. And Shirley Pickens celebrating. Happy birthday to each and every one of you. Uh, Also, uh, my niece had a birthday yesterday. Uh, Her name is Erica Ransom. She's living out there in Northern California. Uh, happy, very happy special birthday to my niece, Erica Ransom in California. And to each and every one of you, happy birthday. I hope it was a great day for you. And I hope, if the Lord says so, we will be back here again next year to celebrate your trip around the sun. Thank you, Lola. So, a few news and notes to get into. Uh, by the way, Makita's Cookies. Uh, they reopened this uh, Saturday, this past weekend, after being closed uh, since the shooting death of young Dolph last year. Um, they decided to open up that location on Airways uh, where that happened. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, business is business. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, even young Dolph would want, want, want them to move forward in the process. It is, as I said, a business. And uh, so a lot of people have been, uh, you know, urging them to reopen again. And, and they did this past Saturday. So uh, you can, uh, you know, and that, they'll have some uh, some tributes internally inside the store for young Dolph. Uh, that was his spot when he was in town, no doubt. So glad to know that they are uh, open once again. Before I forget about it, uh, I was reading uh, an article this afternoon. Uh, 16 Starbucks stores are closed in various parts of the United States. Now, uh, someone said to me, now, well, do you think that this is, has anything to do with, uh, you know, a lot of these employees wanting to, you know, uh, get unionized in the whole nine yards? Actually, according to the corporate company, they say it's because of violence. Uh, increasing violence in many of the stores. I mean, from uh, Los Angeles, California to, you know, Seattle, Washington. They're closing uh, stores in New York City. Uh, now, if you know if you know Starbucks, they have thousands of stores all across the country. So I think in the collective whole, 18 stores is, 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 a, is a microburst to them. But, but what's troubling is, um, if, if the, we are to believe the headlines, that uh, this is because of violence and uh, because uh, the employees don't feel safe. 
Uh, the locations, uh, you know, aren't safe anymore because they've had acts of random violence. Uh, so, uh, you know, none of us want that. So we want everybody to be safe. So we'll see how all that breaks down uh, as time moves along. Uh, maybe uh, several of you might have read about FedEx. FedEx uh, in this last quarter, uh, their numbers were way down uh, in terms of revenues. So they are um, uh, putting a hold on free on hiring. Uh, so uh, you know, it depends, and they're closing some stores, several stores, you know, around the country. Last I read, Memphis was not going to be directly affected by this. Uh, but uh, you know, keep your eyes open because you know when revenues are down, you know companies start that that gets their attention and they start making some serious changes out there as to you know how they do what they do and until things sort of you know level out. All right, uh, the uh, Shelby County Clerk's Office is closed this week. I'm sure that many of you who decided to go out there today to uh, check on your tags and your licenses uh, found that out. Um, she announced it a while back, um, but apparently there are folks that went out there who don't really listen to the news or pay much attention, uh, who got in, who tried to get in line and, and were met with a note at the door that says, stop, we are closed this week uh, to catch up on the backlog. The doors are locked. They are trying to uh, clean things up, so they say, uh, so they can reopen again next Monday. So again, if you're within the sound of my voice and you did not know, the Shelby County Clerk's Office is closed again for the entire week. Okay, all right, good. Uh, and 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 speaking of that, uh, this whole Shelby County Clerk issue, apparently uh, Mayor uh, Harris uh, has weighed in, and he wants more of an accounting because he says that people are calling his office complaining about the fact uh, that they still have not gotten their information. That the, the clerk's office is closed. The same story we have heard uh, for a while. Uh, he is basically saying that he wants oversight. He wants people in there uh, checking on them to see daily to see what kind of pro- progress they're making in terms of all of this. I'm pretty sure just it's, it's just a, it's just a thought. I'm pretty sure that uh, Clerk Wanda Halbert will not be happy with this insertion uh, that the uh, mayor's office uh, is trying to uh, interject uh, in this whole process. Uh, you know, they've been going at it for a while. Uh, not particularly good friends. Uh, so we'll. You know, but he has uh, kind of made it publicly clear that he doesn't like this and he's going to step in to see uh, if they're doing everything they can uh, to help the general public in this process. So let's move forward ahead, shall we? Let's uh, take a glimpse at uh, 2023. And of course, we will be electing a new city mayor in 2023. And uh, uh, names are popping up all over the place, of course. And uh, Uh, We have two absolutes, which are Van Turner, former county commissioner, and, um, uh, oh, my gosh, uh, I I, I forgot his name off the top of my head. Uh, But he's over the the Memphis, uh, you know, commission uh, uh, downtown there. If if you guys can remember, you know, shoot me a note here on Facebook Live. But um, uh, there are two announced candidates, uh, Shelby County School Board president, Michelle McKissick uh, is exploring a run. She is uh, taking a look at uh, the landscape. You know how they, when they, when they say exploring a run, you know, they, they're basically, they're announcing 
uh, their intentions, but they're not formally announcing. So in, in all fairness to this, an exploratory committee is what she is uh, forming. But, you know, she sounded like a politician already saying that, you know, the, the mothers are tired and people are looking for another direction and we need to shift uh, shift the parameters and shift everything around. And and so be expecting a formal announcement for from her sooner rather than later. And um, let's see, uh, there were some names bandied about in the paper today. Uh, uh, Pastor Keith Norman is, is one of those folks who, who may or may not decide to run. Uh, current Shelby County Sheriff uh, Floyd Bonner is, uh, is toying with the uh, possibilities of it. He has not said he would. He did say that he would make an announcement one way or another in the next month. So, yeah, things are starting to, 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 to heat up and folks are starting to at least put their names out there uh, for folks to maybe think about and uh, consider. Um, the water situation in Jackson, Mississippi, has been rectified for the time being. The boil water notice has been lifted. Thank God. They, they went through that for almost a month and a half. And uh, now they are, uh, you know, in, 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 in good shape. I've been meaning to do this last story for a couple of weeks now. Uh, from the Who Would Have Thought It file. Los Angeles, uh, uh, now what do you call them, exotic, what is, what is, the, what is the, exotic dancers, right? Exotic dancers are, are trying to form a union. They're trying to form a union. I wanted to, you know, I have two ladies in here, so I need to be politically correct when I say things like this. That's why I ask those questions. Uh, they are trying to become the only unionized exotic dancers in the entire country. And, of course, uh, you know, they had a big uh, protest. They had a big demonstration over the weekend. Uh, this is one of the places uh, in North Hollywood out there in, in California, of course. Uh, the, uh, one of the dive bars in North Hollywood uh, are trying to get the backing uh, of a national union. And they're getting closer, by the way, because they're starting to get some attention out there. So I'm not going to ask you what you think about that, but... The exotic dancers are looking to unionize because you know what they have rights to, and they want to make sure that they look. Like, all oh, Lola's all like with the you know, oh, no cold back here. They all with the hands raised and everything like this. So I'm done with that. Okay, <laughs> that's a, that's a look at news and notes on this on Monday. When we come back, uh, we are going to. Uh, uh, Get things started with uh, my friend, Pastor Ricky Floyd. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. you a fan of the sound? Be sure to block your calendar for December 3rd when we'll be throwing WYXR's inaugural music festival. From the airwaves to the stage, Raised by Sound Fest is a free day-long event showcasing local and regional talent. Come out to enjoy free live performances from 1 to 7 p.m. at Crosstown Brewing Company and the Crosstown Central Atrium, along with a day full of DJ sets from your favorite WYXR DJs. At night, stick around for ticketed events in Crosstown Theater and at the Green Room at Crosstown Arts from 7 to 11 p.m. 
We'll be announcing the full lineup soon, so stay tuned. If you want to be the first to know all the details, sign up for email updates at raisedbysamfest.com. Artwalk is returning to the V&E Green Line on Saturday, October 8th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Station House on the corner of Avalon and Tutwiler near Crosstown. Enjoy a local artist market, craft, beer, food, music, and more. All proceeds support the V&E Green Line. More at vegreenline.org. WYXR is supported by On Stage at the Halloran Center, presenting Tequila Rock Revolution on October 1st. Tequila Rock Revolution is a metal-fueled spectacle of sound and sight, paying homage to the tradition of mariachi. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Your boy Chip with you. Uh, very happy to have you along for the ride. And uh, always glad when uh, my first guest uh, drops in uh, because when he leaves us, he always leaves us with some some knowledge. Uh, he is the uh, pastor of Pursuit of God Church, and he is a community legend. Now, I don't use those terms lightly, but I know that he has been on the streets. He's snickering at me right now. But he's been in the battle out there, uh, especially in, in Frazier. Now, look, I'm trying to set you up. Good, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Pastor Ricky Floyd. Good afternoon, good evening, sir. How are you? Chip, I am I'm grateful, man, to be here. And, and legend is a strong word. I'm, I'm a community activist. Well, you are legend that. Is a strong word. Yeah, uh, but I appreciate, man, the respect and honor that you have consistently shown me and you using your gifts, talents, influence to make the voices of people known in the community. Well, thank you, thank you for that. But uh, no, you're 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 absolutely deserving of the title. But nonetheless, uh, very happy to have you back on the show. And you know, we've been trying to connect up a little bit here recently. Uh, and and I really needed to get your take on uh, some of the recent events that we have all seen and all felt and are still trying to recover from uh, yeah. in terms of the escalation of violence. And and as as you look over the landscape as a, as a shepherd of of your church and a community activist, what goes through your mind? Then uh, we got problems. We got problems, and we are ignoring the answers. And one of the things that it's, that's disturbing to me is that we deal with fruit matters and not root matters. And oh, so we oh. just talk about the fruit that we see today, but not the roots, the bitter roots, the rotten roots that have created the rotten fruit that we see today, man. And that that's, that's what's more disturbing to me uh, than the crimes that we see because the crimes are only gonna manifest if we don't deal with the root issues. Okay, uh, that was very well put. So, so let's break it down. Talk about uh, what you see as uh, the real problem and maybe the real cause of some of what we're seeing today. Man, the real problems is we got daddy issues. Okay. We got the, the problem of fatherlessness. And, uh, you know, man, about almost 30 years ago, I woke up one morning 
uh, and it was Father's Day. It was my first day of marriage, and I realized that I was a father and a husband. And man, I didn't have a clue on how to do either one of them. Mm -hmm. And those are two of the most important jobs that a man would ever a man will ever have is a father and a husband. And most of us are not not only are we not trained how to be either of them. Uh, we are in a society now where men don't want to be either of them. They don't want to be a father and they don't want to be a husband. You know, the Bible says until the father's hearts turn back toward the children mm -hmm. and the children's heart turns back to father, the land is going to be damned. It's going to be cursed. And that's what we've got to do, man. We've got to grab. It, it amazes me how people will condemn, criticize, and complain about the state that our boys in but nobody's nobody's uh, confirming, nobody's affirming, nobody's completing. And we have a society now, Chip, where grown men are competing with their sons for jobs, mm, yeah. for girls, yeah. for prestige, for, for, for sales and those type of things right there. And, and we've got a dysfunctional society. And, 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 and I'm long with it, but let me say this. As a pastor, people may think I'm crazy for saying this, but when we killed R&B music, we killed our community, man. Okay, well, well, well having said that... I know, it, I, I know I did about 13 things, that, but you asked, man. That's all right. That's exactly right. And, 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 uh, and, and, I, and I, I was listening intently to what you were saying as well. So, uh, you know, clearly, you know, you feel like, you know, fathers, uh, you know, are not, uh, are not living up to what a father should be. Uh, but I think when you made the last reference to the music, uh, you're talking about uh, what we are listening to or what the young people are listening to today, the type of rap and the type of, 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 of really detrimental music. Is that what you're speaking about? Man, I, I have tonight, you know, I told you, that's why thank you for allowing me to come first. I will have about 40 children tonight mm -hmm. in a mentoring program with the ages range from eight years old up to 17 years old. Okay. Last week I asked this question, Chip. I said, can anyone tell me a love song that's out right now? Mm -hmm. You could hear crickets in the room. Mm -hmm. There are mm -hmm. no love songs. Mm -hmm. Our songs are about drugs. The most popular songs about drugs, about sex about robbing, about killing, about selling dope. And, and it's programming. The average child hears their favorite song 16 times a day. Mm -hmm. And so if you hear Molly Percocet 10 times a, a day, then when Molly Percocet's coming to your life, it's not a foreign object to you. You've been listening to that for six months, Molly per 16 times a day, then it's not a strong temptation to resist that because it's the norm. It's a lifestyle for you. Uh, so the group that you mentioned that you are going to be mentoring uh, shortly uh, is, a, is a very critical uh, group, a very critical population. What are you going to say to them? How do you get through to children this impressionable uh, and, and young adults? 90% of these children that I'll talk to tonight don't have a biological father in the home. We give these children every night, every Monday night, we give them all five love languages. I don't know if you're familiar with the book, Five Love Languages. We, we give them words of affirmation. We give them quality time. We give them gifts. We give them touch. And uh, we give them uh, 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 acts of service. Chip, what I've discovered, sometimes it's not so much as what you say. 
is will you take the time to listening to me? There you go. The average father only talks to his child in a normal house 15 minutes a day. And most of those times, did you clean up? Did you do your homework? We give these children a voice, an opportunity to be heard, to express their feelings, whether we agree with them or not. Is that one of the biggest, because I, I, I've always heard that. My mother uh, used to tell me all the time, Chip, shut your mouth and open your ears. Uh, you need to listen so you can understand. And, and I hear over and over again from uh, community activists like yourself and a lot of politicians and other folks that, that we don't listen to our, 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 our children. We need to embrace them, show them love like you're doing, but we also need, really need to sit down and talk to them and find out what is on their mind, what are they thinking, and, and what direction they might be going in. Man, and until they think that you care enough to listen about them. Even when you go to the doctor, Chip, the doctor man sits down and asks you questions about you, questions about your pains, questions about your generational issues before he starts cutting on you. And many times we've got, especially in ministries, church is real bad at it. We've got our cookie cutter scriptures. The police have got their cookie cutter methods. The psychologist has got that well, the psychologists do a greater job at listening. But if we don't listen to a person, I tell, I've been a salesman all my life. And I told people I've been a successful salesman, not because I'm a good talker, because I'm a good listener. If you listen to people, they will tell you what they need yeah. to, if you're a good listener, to be a part of their healing process. That is a very important component. Uh, speaking with a uh, good friend, Pastor Ricky Floyd from the Pursuit of God Church, and he is a, a community advocate uh, and uh, uh, activist, rather, and 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 a longtime a fighter of getting these streets right. You and Charlie Caswell are, are, are two guys that 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 automatically come to mind when I think of Fraser, uh, and and in terms of the landscape and in terms of what we need to do and how we need to do it out here. You were part of a of, of an event uh, this past Saturday. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, I, I can almost say that this event, event was birthed out of a meeting that Charlie Caswell and I had probably 15, maybe 18 years ago. Mm. Charlie Caswell, who's a politician now, and I, who am a pastor now, we would argue because he would say politics was the answer, and I would say God and religion is the way answer. And we came up what we call the seven Ps, that the only way that a community is going to be transformed is you got to get the pastors, the politicians, the policemen, the proprietors, the principals, the parents, and the proprietors to all have one mind, one faith, one baptism. Okay. And one of the reasons that you see so much transformation in Frazier is because we've been able to galvanize these groups together, find out what their convictions, what their passions are, and what we all want to see in our community. So that's why you see Charlie Caswell and I working together so much. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I think that, you know, of course, uh, recent events have predicated a lot of groups and organizations, yeah. uh, law enforcement, uh, you know, uh, legal authority, and a lot of the religious community getting together, you know, and, and having these having these uh, pressers about how we need to do what we need to do. And, and I've always been a proponent of the fact that, especially from the religious community, churches outside the four walls i'm not telling you anything you don't already know yeah. but but i mean that 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 is a pervasive message that i mean it's not the church the church is just not what's inside the sanctuary it's in the streets man if your church is just a sunday church i pray that god shut you down mm, okay uh man church our church 
and I'm not saying everybody's supposed to do them, but it is uncommon for our, some kind of activity that impacts our community to be going on at our church seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, there's a, 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 a teaching that's called the seven mountains where I believe the church is supposed to impact politics, religion, family, economics, arts, entertainment, and education. So we're involved. Matter of fact, today I've almost had a meeting with every one of those seven mountains today because uh, what, what the church has done is we've been competing. What I say, we've been competing over two snagger, two non-tithing, ain't gonna live right members. And we missed the opportunity to take authority in communities. Yeah. See, I consider myself a gate community, a gatekeeper in Frazier. When mm-hmm. things come to Frazier, I won't know what's your intention, what's your emotion, I mean, what's your, what's your commitment? How long are you gonna be here? And I respect gatekeepers in other communities. That one of my members has a son that has a problem in the Whitehaven community. Mm-hmm. Man, I didn't go to Whitehaven. I called Earl Fisher today. And anybody knows me and Earl Fisher are not the best of friends. Yeah, that's true. But I called Earl Fisher today because I respect his authority in that community. And I called Melvin Watkins. So I didn't have to go to Whitehaven. I called the people who have authority in Whitehaven and see if they can get some things done for them. Well, listen, man. Uh, I I I gotta run, but I I'm really oh, I'm really I'm, <laughs> well. You told me, yeah, you. But see, I respected you. I respect you in your time. I know you have other. Yeah. I think you have a meeting coming up. But listen, seriously, I I really thank you for for taking the time to come on this show because uh, if, if I know you, if I know anything about you, you will tell it honestly and like it is, and the way things need to be. And yeah. the only thing, the only way we're gonna get over this hump is to do more listening uh, uh, and and really focusing in on what what the causes really are hey you said this is chip your boy with the introduction i want to argue which i want to say chip the man <laughs> chip the man thank you man oh, for man. using your media influence to make the voice of visionaries and to change the life of people from being victims to victorious i really appreciate you bro i really appreciate you too man and we'll talk again soon you take care okay thank you sir take care Great conversation uh, with Pastor Ricky Floyd. And uh, yeah, he spoke a lot of truth about what's going on out there. We have a problem, but we don't need to be afraid to address it. And he surely is not. We're going to take our second break. And when we come back, we're going to shift gears and talk a little uh, Hispanic Heritage Month with my friend, Talia Palacio. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by On Stage at the Halloran Center, presenting Tropical Fusion Latin Band, September 29th. Tropical Fusion Latin Band is a live band based in Memphis, but with musicians from Cuba, Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. For more information, visit orpheum-memphis.com.
WYXR is supported by Graceland Live, presenting the American dream pop duo Beach House, Monday, September 26th, to support their latest album, Once Twice Melody. More information at GracelandLive.com. This is Clark Ward Keys, co-founder at Crosstown Brewing Company. We are proud to be WYXR's official beer sponsor for 2022. Memphis music deserves Memphis beer. Working with the WYXR team has been an awesome way to support local community radio and foster a deeper connection with music while doing it. Our Instagram and Facebook pages feature all the updates regarding CBC and WYXR's frequent collaborations. Enjoy following along. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on uh, this beautiful but hot Monday evening in the city. Chip Washington with you. Glad to have you along with us. And I'm glad to have, she, now I'll, I'll preface this by saying, she said during the break, she said, you're going to be nice? And I said, well, I don't know. It depends on <laughs> how we get into this segment. But she is my friend. And I've known her for a long time. And many of you have as well. Talia Palacio uh, is visiting with us uh, this evening. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. Hola, Chipper. ¿Cómo oh, estás? Yeah. Oh, bien. ¿Cómo estás? Feliz mes de la herencia hispana. See, don't, see, that's what happens. See, you show off when you get in here. And, and my limited lack of uh, español. Hola. Oh, ha. Huh. We've been around each other. I have, yeah, I know. Where you can say, like, I, and you've been around the Hispanic community. Or you can say basic words. I will not be ashamed. I can't say, well, yeah, I can say uno, dos, tres, and hola, <laughs> and you know, blah, Adios. blah, blah, blah. Adios. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. And, uh, you know, we are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, and I yeah. wish you a happy Hispanic Heritage Month Thank over you. the weekend. Thank you. It's a, it's a big deal. It is. It, it is. It's a very big deal. And I think that the city, uh, I think more and more, has embraced it uh, because uh, this is a very growing community. And talk a little bit about that, if you will. Uh, so Hispanic Heritage Month, it is um, officially, it has started. It's September the 15th up till October the 15th. Yeah. And it's been around for about 50-something years. It started in 1968. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those opportunities where I know we get a month. We should celebrate it, you know, just like Black History Month every, every day, day of the year. We live it, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's but true. at the same time, you know, it's the anniversary and the celebration of uh, some of the Latin American countries. They're celebrating their independence, like Mexico, Costa Rica, and um, along with that, we're celebrating the contributions of los Latinos and los Estados Unidos in the United States. I, I speak Spanglish. You I, should be used I, to that. I, I, I am. I am. My professors am. told me Spanglish is okay. Spanglish is well, okay. That's fine. If they said it, then it works for me. So, <laughs> um, but it, but I, what I'm what I am happy about seriously is the fact that the city and the county have embraced this. I mean, they understand that yes. this is a very growing population of different segments. You know, within the Hispanic or Latinx community and a lot of other uh, you know uh, groups mixed in there. You know, Honduran and a lot of other folks. Talk a little bit about 
really how 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 uh, this mix of cultures, this multicultural uh, exchange that we have here is really sort of changing the fabric of Memphis because I believe it is. I think it is too. I mean, I grew up here. When I came here, there weren't that many Latinos and seeing how much the community has grown and changed. You know, looking at, I, I said this recently, looking at data and reading some articles, Memphis and the Mid-South were projected to be black and brown within the next 10 years. Um, it's going to be predominantly black or Latino. When you read that, I mean, is that, um, it doesn't sound like you're surprised. I mean, you know, you, you've, mean, been, I, it, you've I, been entrenched in the community for a long time. So yeah, I, mean, I grew up here and I've seen the demographic shift, so I'm not surprised. It makes me very happy and proud just to see that the community is, you know, embracing diversity and it's growing and um, looking at, you know, the Mid-South, the reason why the Mid-South is attractive is because we're not we're not border states. So we're True. seeing the community of refugees, asylees, immigrants. That's it's, growing. It's terrible what's going on out here in this it country. It is. It's really and unfortunate and, with what's going on recent, you know, in recent politics. But that's a whole nother conversation. Well, yeah, well, you know, it is. But it's interesting that you say that, you know, we don't necessarily think on those terms because we're not a border state. Right. And fe- people feel safe, I guess. When they, they do. When they they, they feel a little safe. Um, and then Memphis, I, with how we're embracing diversity and we have so many pockets of different communities living here. It brings a sense of comfort, especially to a newcomer, to know that there is someone here that speaks their language and embraces their culture. Like, for example, I'm sitting here, you know, visiting us, visiting our friends here at WYSR, but I'm staring straight out. There are um, some tea light candles and lanterns out there. This weekend, like Crosstown, for example, had this autumn festival mm-hmm. and it was a celebration of some of our Vietnamese and Asian community here. So we were talking on the phone. When we were, too, and yeah. the fact that like that was housed here at Crosstown, and I saw all the people and the music and the singing. It was more of like an aha moment. Like, yeah. wow, look at all the cultures that are representing here in the 901. If you're just joining us, we are speaking with Talia Palacio. She is also a host of a radio show here at the WYXR Saturday nights from eight to nine o'clock. And what's the name of the show? La Hora del Sazón con Talia. Yeah, that's the name of the show. And you should check it out because actually I do. I listen to her show every now and again. And do I think dance? it's. I, huh? Do you dance? Do I dance? Yeah, to my music. Uh, I listen to your show every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, very, it's a very, very good show. It really is because you mix um, the music, which I do like the music. Because I was in here once before with you live. And, 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 but you also mix it with speaking with uh, individuals in the community, talking about community events. You have a passion for young folks. And, you know, and anytime they're doing something positive, that's always a positive for the rest of us. I agree. And I like it. I like to say, well, they, they tell me that it's a variety show. Well, our, it is. Our bosses, they tell me it's a variety yeah. show, a mixture yeah. of music and talk. Yeah. Um, and I like it just because, of course, I'm, pl- I'm playing music from my upbringing or just some of my favorite songs lately. But at the same time, I'm bringing in guests and friends of the community that are making an impact and yeah. are, you know, creating these opportunities for multicultural students and families here in the, in the South, in the Mid-South. So they get to talk about their experiences and share their expertise with our listeners. And coincidentally, for Hispanic Heritage Month, I do have a lineup of friends that are coming on. So like last Saturday, we interviewed the owner of Rumba Room. And, you know, we think of Rumba Room like, oh, the club, the salsa club downtown. But Mm -hmm. then chatting with the owner, it it gave a lot of perspective as to like why he started it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Rumba Room has been around Memphis for 15 years. So it's a history lesson. Yeah, it's a history, a mini history lesson. Yeah. So, um, you know, let's talk about some of the events uh, that you're highlighting um, for this month and some of the things that people should should go to and support. 
So we have quite a few things. Coincidentally, tomorrow, mañana, el diez, I'm mañana. sorry, el 20, mañana. Mañana. Good job. Thank mañana, you. the 20th of September. Yeah. Uh, there is going to be a multicultural expo at the Raleigh Library, and it's hosted by Socios Comunitarios, which is just an organization made, like built from like various organizations. So it's, all, it's not quite like a nonprofit. It's just a group of people who are like-minded. Okay. Creating I like that. this opportunity. Like-minded. Yeah, so good. the Multicultural Expo uh, is going to start at 11 o'clock at the Raleigh Library. And the premise for that is to educate our community and share various resources and <laughs> the organizations that support multilingual students and families. Very important. So very important. So we'll have like refugee empowerment, world relief. We this have... I'll be there with Russ College and some other schools and institutions will be there as well. There'll be, you know, those that offer medical services. It's going to be a variety. So mañana. Mañana. Okay, Good right. job. Thank you very and much. And then you. this weekend we have Latin Fest presented by Casa Teatro Bilingual Theater Group. And that's a biggie, isn't it? That is huge. That's, a big, in, that's think, a big deal. Latin yeah, Fest, yeah, I think they're in their fifth year and yeah. they have it at Overton Square. It's from 12 to 6. That's going to be. You'll have food, dance, performances, a little bit of everything. Um, so I think, you know, that's a great opportunity to learn about the 21 Spanish speaking countries and you'll that get are represented to see here that are represented here. There are 21 Spanish speaking countries, speaking countries total. represented here in Memphis. Well, yes, because okay. there are 21 Spanish speaking countries total, but there's oh, okay. quite so a few that, here in Memphis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you think we have representatives from all I, 21 or maybe close? I do. Do I do. Well, maybe 20. That's a big deal. Because, you know. Tie that's a big deal. It is. It's huge because number 21 is the Equatorial Guinea. And when I talk to our students, I think it it's like the light bulb moment when they're like, there's a Spanish speaking country in Africa. And I'm like, yeah, it's the Equatorial Guinea. Their official language is Espanol. You know, you've been in education. You're always teaching. I'm always, right? You're always. In and out of the classroom. It never stops. It never stops. And, um, you know, we, we have quite a few things going on around town. What I always like to tell people is to ask and learn. Like, there's no right or wrong answer. Just ask and learn. Ask See the how, question. Yeah. Ask See the question. See how you can get involved in the community to learn about all the ways you can celebrate Hispanic heritage. Or if you have friends that are of Spanish-speaking backgrounds, ask them about their background and their heritage. Like, that's step one. I'm sure they won't be afraid to tell you. They definitely won't. But it depends on how they ask, too. Okay. Well, that's another conversation. That's another conversation. That's like the third time that we have to have another conversation about this conversation that we're having now, but that's okay. That's that's how you and I roll anyway. And I, just to be clear, ladies and gentlemen, we don't argue. We have a banter. <laughs> Talia and I have a banter with each other, and she and she gives as good as she gets. I can tell you that right now. She's tough. But anyway. No, I'm not. Uh, that's where I'm, the, yeah, she know, is. She's tough. No, 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 So anyway, so listen, um, I got to go, but I will tell you this. I'm glad you came because, and and you always give us seriously a, a, a history lesson of what is going on here. And not only that, you're inviting you know everyone to be a part of this big tribe. Yes, come to the tribe, come to the village. Just, I mean, there's nothing more beautiful than experiences. You know, experiencing different cultures and interacting with people of different backgrounds. That's what makes us Memphis. That's what makes us who we are. Right. That's so. exactly right. I appreciate that, and I and I and I thank you for for taking time. I know how busy you are to come by here and visit with us. I very rarely have visitors here. I don't even like a lot of folks around. I feel so special. Show. I mean, I'm I'm a part of your team. Yes, I'm, you I'm are. here in person today. Yeah, she is in studio. If you're watching Facebook Live, you can see her out there. And uh, but in, but in any event, 
thank you for coming. Uh, we look forward to uh, you know some good times, uh, events coming up. You and I, I'm sure, will get together in some iteration between now and the end of the year. I just, I just. We do. You know, we have a lot of stuff coming up here. October the fifth, <coughs> from five to seven, we're celebrating our second birthday together at WYXR. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, two years here. Two years. Two years. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Feliz <laughs> cumpleaños, Chip. And real talk, feliz cumpleaños. Yay! I, I heard real talk in there. That's a sí. good thing. I like that. That's good. Thank you, Talia. Thank you. Gracias, Chip. So we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to a county commissioner about why she decided to run and uh, what we are going to expect from her as time moves along. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support for WYXR comes from Focal Point. Located in Crosstown Concourse, Focal Point is a Southern College of Optometry clinical facility that offers fittings with designer eyewear and eco-friendly frames. Learn more at focalpointcrosstown.com. Mempho Music Festival returns to Radiance Amphitheater at Memphis Botanic Garden on September 30th through October 2nd. This year's fest features the excitement of the Black Keys, Widespread Panic, Wilco, Jason Isbell, Portugal the Man, Tank and the Bangas, Bobby Rush, and many more. Visit MemphoFest.com for ticket packages, lineup information, FAQs, and more. That's MemphoFest.com. You a fan of the sound? Be sure to block your calendar for December 3rd when we'll be throwing WYXR's inaugural music festival. From the airwaves to the stage, Raised by Sound Fest is a free day-long event showcasing local and regional talent. Come out to enjoy free live performances from 1 to 7 p.m. at Crosstown Brewing Company and the Crosstown Central Atrium, along with a day full of DJ sets from your favorite WYXR DJs. At night, stick around for ticketed events in Crosstown Theater and at the Green Room at Crosstown Arts from 7 to 11 p.m. We'll be announcing the full lineup soon, so stay tuned. If you want to be the first to know all the details, sign up for email updates at raisedbysoundfest.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to the big broadcast on this Monday evening. Chip with you, um, my uh, Facebook Live roll call. Sarah Gum is checking us out. As Bishop, as is Bishop Charles Rogers. Bishop Rogers, good to see you. Marcus Friday, my rodeo friend, is uh, checking us out tonight. Audrey Hill, uh, Jet Lucas, 
You know, Jet, I've known Jet for a long time. He's a radio guy in this town who helped me out quite a bit. Uh, and uh, I'm glad he found some time to checking us uh, out uh, this evening. He really enjoyed the conversation with uh, Pastor Floyd, by the way, and my friend Michael Harris. And uh, if I didn't catch you, that's because I don't see you, but I know you're there. And I also know my next guest is here. Uh, she actually is a repeat uh, guest on this broadcast. Uh, last time I talked to her, uh, you know, we were we were we were collecting chains from for our Orange Mound community out there. And uh, I'd like you to welcome to the show Canal County Commissioner Brittany Thornton, District Ten. And Brittany, good to see you again. Yeah, you reminded me. That's been so long ago. See, you know what? You supposed to when when you have these memorable moments. Besides being, you know, elected to office, you know, real talk. Memphis should be one of those things that should be locked in there. But I, I digress. Anyway, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Good to see you too. <laughs> so, um, congratulations on on your election. Uh, am I correct uh, in the fact that you are the youngest uh, commissioner on the board? Yeah, for sure. And the youngest female in the history of Shelby County. Youngest female in the history of Shelby County. Well, congratulations on that, too. So um, let's back up a little bit. Uh, At what particular point uh, did you decide, you know what, I think I should run for office because I think I can really make a difference in this county? Yeah, you know, for those that can remember in 2019, I ran for city council. Mm -hmm. And so that was my emergence into politics here locally. And um, yeah, I worked really closely with Commissioner Milton over the course of my years of being an organizer. So I I feel like he's like the the role model of like what um, strong relationships with like young adult talent looks like and so i really appreciated his support and just decided that when the position was made available that i would run for it well you did and 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 you and you won and you know this is of course a kind of a history setting uh you know county commission uh board uh with the most females ever elected uh, to the board in the history of County Commission, uh, most black females, and uh, you know the, I think it's, it's it's mostly Democratic, and it's been some time since it's been that way as well. Um, <clears throat> do you think that? Uh, well, let me just ask you what your thought is on everything I just said. Um, these are all big changes, and these are all things that have never happened before uh, in the history of the County Commission. What do you attribute all of this to? Um, you know, if you look at our city council, there's some pretty similar dynamics. I'm pretty sure on city council, don't we have five black women? Um, I think so, but never yeah. on the county commission. This is the county commission, so this is this is a different deal. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you all have, you know, I mean, it's 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 a fine uh, August body. But but seriously, I mean, in, in in terms of the landscape of what we're looking at now, uh, you know, I mean, what do you all? I'm sure you all have had conversations about all of this. What what, what do you do? You all attribute this a change uh, in county government too? Yeah, well, you know, redistricting through um, kind of a wrench, and it required a lot of organizing. There were some really close races, um, particularly in for Democrats in um, Commissioner Avents and Commissioner Whaley seat. So. Yes. I know that Commissioner Avent, she fought really hard for her position. Um, and so, I mean, it, it's been it's been a, an intentional like process of getting Democrats in place. Um, and then, you know, seeing this this rise of black women leaders, it's just been a really nice turnout 
Um, and I think that, you know, uh, black women are turning out um, in mass and we're we're a large voter uh, block. So it just makes sense that we would have a lot of black uh, female leaders. If you're just joining us, we are speaking with uh, District 10 County Commissioner Brittany Thornton. And uh, now that you are in and you've been sworn in and you're in the seat, what are some of your priorities uh, moving forward? Your, your in particular, what do you want to work on and some of the things that you want to see changed? Yeah, my eyes are focused on housing, transit, and economic development. That's okay. what I want to focus on over these next four years. Um, I guess the right now, the stage of the end is just really organizing. So District 10 is just, it's the south side of Memphis. So we're talking about Hamilton High to Graceland. Mm-hmm. And South Memphis out to Cherry Road, really including that Getwell Corridor. And then the Coliseum over to the FedEx hub. Okay. So hopefully that'll orient some folks to where we are. So we're talking about a lot of communities that we know and love and a lot of disinvestment. So um, our neighborhoods are not organized. So I'm going to start there as an organizer so we can figure out who the people are that I will be representing Mm -hmm. and make sure that they have channels to reach me. And I'm just excited. We announced the Shine Blight campaign. Talk talk about that. Yeah, I heard about that. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, the some of the contributing factors to Eliza Fletcher's the, um, story were um, was blight. You know, you talk about an abandoned house, overgrown grass being um, a contributing factor to, um, you know, her body being able to just be left in South Memphis. And so in response to that, and just really just seeing the narrative around South Memphis skewed towards negative, I was like, oh, you know, there's something that needs to be done. And so my uncle called me, he's like, it's time for you to leave. And so um, some ideas that I had just been mulling over, it just felt like the time was right to be able to step out. And so we're shining blight all across District 10, which just basically is us scaling up a project that we did in Orange Mound, called Mow the Mound. So we're going to work with local service providers to identify lots and um, get those lots cut. And then we'll sit back and we'll count our successes and figure out what our next steps will be. That's a, that's a, and now, now blight is a very, very big issue here. I mean, it has been for a long time. And, uh, you know, I, I, I I did know that there has been kind of an increased spotlight on blight and some of these communities and, and getting them cleaned up and getting them sort of reset and reestablished again. In all of the areas that you mentioned that you are now uh, representing, uh, is 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 the OM part of that Orange Mound? Of course. <laughs> of course. I, I, I was I was I was I just thought I'd ask. I, I, I figured as much, but I, I just thought I'd ask because I know I know that's that that's really where your where, where your heart is. But um, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I think the 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 whole effort on trying to improve housing, uh, you know, I think you mentioned that as well, and, and just a better station of life for so many people. This is, this is really not an impossibility, is it? This is really something that can be done if folks pull together and galvanize, and I want you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, personally, I wouldn't have stepped out if I didn't think it was something that was winnable. Um, for me as an organizer, I've seen the, the Mother Mound project in Orange Mound was my most favorite project that we did with Juice Orange Mound. Yeah. And so um, I've seen it like come together. Like once you have all it takes is just right now um, there's actually if, uh, through your your audience, there's a um, website called wearedistrict10.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I encourage people to go visit there and just sign up. You have four different categories to plug into this effort. Um, you can be a volunteer, you can be a service provider, you can be a current resident, or you can be a donor. So we're doing this whole operation independent of independent of government. 
So that means that we have to crowdfund our um, funds to be able to pay our local service providers. But your support of this project will allow us to be able to identify people who are locally in this long service business and then get them business, promote their businesses, and then work with current residents who feel empowered that they were able to identify properties near them that were um, addressed within a time frame. So we're doing this within three months. So by December, everybody can tune in just to hear how did that shine light thing go? You know, like we will report out and show our findings. And then hopefully this will become an annual event over these next four years that we pick up. Um, it's the last cut of the season. So it'll have a lasting impact. So every piece of it, like literally when I was like, just spending like hours just like hashing it out sure. um it's a very smart goal that we have so it's a time bound period three months we'll figure out what we got going on so whoever you know is standing next to some blight that you've been really really annoyed with when we did an orange mound that was grass that was taller than me that we cut wow. and um yeah, yeah it was a really great project well we may check back with you in a few months to see how how successful this effort is that you are that you are uh, launching uh, but listen, uh, thank you for coming on the show tonight. I, I it, it was good. To, it's good to see you, and I was uh, really happy when uh, when you won the seat because I know that at your heart you are a, a an organizer, and and I know that's your passion, and I know that uh, with your your voice on the county commission, uh, there's going to be a lot more uh, you know um, collaboration and organization involved in all of this. That's the only way we can get things done. So mm-hmm. um, very proud of you. Very proud of your efforts and. Uh, Anything, anytime you have an initiative or anything you want to share with uh, the Real Talk audience, you're always welcome back. You're awesome. Thank you. I appreciate everybody. Have a great night. Take care. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps up another edition of Real Talk Memphis. Uh, Another great show tonight. Uh, Another uh, um, lots of good information uh, and, uh, you know, great guest tonight sharing with us. There is potential in this city. Uh, All we need to do is uh, stop working against each other and working with each other and trying to support uh, everything that we do, you know, in in, in this town. I mean, you know, we're not lost. We hear stories about the violence and and a lot of the other things uh, that go on in this city that may not be the positives. But, you know, I mean, our children are not lost, lost causes. I mean, you know, they are our future and we need to support them and we need to encourage them. And instead of talking about them in a negative way, we need to support them in a positive way. And I think if all of us get together and and, and make that a commitment, I think at at the end of the day, we'll make each other better and we'll be more accountable as adults as well. We need to listen more and we need to talk less. And as Lola plays us out, um, very, very appreciative for you as an audience. You folks on uh, Facebook Live, I really appreciate you. I see you down there. And, uh, you know, you, you, hang, you hang with us for the entire show, most of you. And I appreciate that. I would ask what a favor. If that you like what you see, if you like what you hear, if you enjoy the content of this show, go out and tell somebody. Uh, you know, we can't grow uh, without you. And uh, so, you know, I lean on all of you to support uh, what we're trying to do here, what we're going to continue to do here, and as we continue to grow. So uh, tell folks everything you can about Real Talk Memphis. So for Nicole, for Lola, and for Cell, I'm Chip. We're out. Have a great week. Be safe. And we'll talk soon. Hello. How you doing? 